Well, you know that it's going to be alright I think it's gonna be alright Everything will always be alright When we go shopping Well, you know that it's going to be alright When we go shopping It's always On my talk 1071, I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. Thanks for joining us. Hi, mom. Hi, Allie. How Good are to see you? you, mom? How was your Prime Week? How was your day? How oh, was your couple of days? Fabulous. Really? How many things did you buy? I bought zero things. Well, I bought four cans of hairspray. Oh wow! And did you get a killer deal on I that? I did because. Um, I had my $10 off because I had shopped at Whole Foods. And so when you shopped at Whole Foods for a certain length of time, you you've got, been holding on to that well, $10. You, have to. you yes. had to hold on to it to use during Prime. That oh. was the whole catch. Oh, I see. I see. And so I was able to use that. And so the hairspray that I always get through Amazon, because it's a lot cheaper than buying it at the salon What type here, of hairspray is this? It's called Aerogel. And it, I can only find it at the hair salon I go to. I have never found it. Is it, it really anywhere. that good? Well, it really holds. And even if it rains, it may feel like a helmet afterwards, but your hair stays. Your hair looks good, even if it feels weird. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's what really matters. And I, well, and I have very fine hair, so it doesn't just stay. Yes. And so, you actually tested it out in a downpour. I have. Yes. 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 And it really stayed. You just could lift my hair right off I my head. I wish you had taken a before and after the storm oh, picture. I'll do it next storm. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there is a salon through Amazon that I get it through, or a, a company. Yeah. And they had four cans that wound up with my discount mm-hmm. at, at the salon here that it costs about $22 a can. Mm-hmm. These wound up four of them for $11 <gasps> a can. Okay, that feels like a deal. That was a deal. Now, of course, our lawnmower broke the day after Prime Day. The day after? The day Not after even the all the sales. Day of Prime no, 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 oh, no, no. Dear. So, I don't know. If we could have gotten a deal, we did not get a deal, but we needed a lawnmower because yeah. our lawn was half mowed. But I'm really curious. It, it did couldn't people, just be fixed? No, oh. beyond, beyond the fix. We've done the fix. But I'm really curious. Did people shop a lot for for all of the hype and all of the media coverage i didn't hear a lot of people talking about not that everybody talks about their shopping escapades the way we do but i'm curious did you shop a lot online because it wasn't just amazon target had a big sale everybody else was seeming to do sales did you make a point to shop this week did you feel like it was worth it was it is it the new this way well let's six five one six four one one oh seven one consumers bought over 175 million items mm-hmm. on Amazon. Yep, during them during I, those two days. I'd like to know what they buy. I mean, that's items, not dollars. I'm it's curious what items, they buy in a typical two-day period, Monday and well, Tuesday. Well, the analysts said that this um, they outperformed last year's Black Friday and Cyber Monday totals combined. Wow! And they saved. About a billion dollars. Prime customers saved over 
$1 billion. Well, that's according to Amazon, right? Well, it is, yes. But I mean, I don't think they have any reason to make it up. But I think, again, mainly what they buy or, you know, the big items are all of the Alexa devices Mm -hmm. um, because they receive, you know, so much savings on those at the time. Yeah. And people did use their Whole Foods um, money as well. Just like you. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. like me. And they took advantage, you know, of the prime free one day and in some cases, same day shopping. Yep. Um, there were there were some protests. There I were. mean, here yeah. in the Twin Cities yeah. and other places, but yeah, uh, but it I guess fairly seem, small, you know, compared right. it didn't to seem to make a difference in terms of what people bought. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, it. maybe they're just too big for protests to matter, although I would like to think that's not the case. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe people got some really good deals. I don't know. Um, I don't get excited to do the shopping on there. I just I'm not that big of an Amazon shopper. No, to begin and with. I mean also, I mean I was just as curious about you know. I mean Target had a huge sale that was yeah, kind I, of you know obviously timed for it. I mean I saw a lot. I mean Everive was doing a sale, and they don't do that many sales. I mean lots of places did sales, especially online. Right, bigger you ones, know even smaller and, companies right. too. Yeah. just because you know you're going to feed on that momentum people are thinking about it so yeah i bought nothing but but you know what i did do yesterday i went shopping local only to small stores which i have to say i mean i don't uh get the opportunity to do quite as much as when i was a style editor for minneapolis st paul so it was really fun and it made me you know that much more um thoughtful about you know where do i want to go um i was taking aunt arlene Yes. You know, your sister, sister. yes, sister. because um, Aunt Arlene loves shopping. She's yes. an original shop girl. She's <laughs> been, she worked in retail for, for many, many years. And right. I decided that um, the best gift for her is to go see fun new places that she doesn't normally get to. Right. She doesn't it's, need so no. much stuff, no. but she appreciates because her going. car goes to the gallery. Yes, it's a very it's a rare, it's an unusual kind of vehicle. Yes. yes, that only goes to the Galleria yeah. and we will talk about the Galleria because they have some news this week too right. but so, so I wanted to take her go? to places that she wouldn't normally go um, so the first stop was um, and this is another a lot of news this week um, was Madre Cacti oh, which I've told you right. about except that it is now called Mother Co plant company Yes. Madre means mother. It does. Right. But okay. we're going to talk about that. Okay. And um, there's a story on tcbmag.com yes, if you want to understand why they abruptly changed their name from Madre to Mother. But nonetheless, it is this super cool, super unique um, store in Northeast that sells cacti. And that's it. That is what they sell. And let me tell you, those cacti were in heaven yesterday. Oh, 110 so degrees. Oh. I don't know how there. And I wasn't realizing no air conditioning at Madre so because they. Is there no air conditioning? Aunt Arlene was a little warm. So I was I. <laughs> so the question is. Yes. Is there no air conditioning 
because of the cacti? I think so. I mean, I think that this is exactly. I think they're no, no, no. I think they're so. I mean, I think you know, it's an old warehouse, and maybe it isn't equipped with it. and Maybe they decided they don't need to put it in because it's the best weather possible. Their challenge is keeping those plants alive in the cold months, and what they're going to do, you know, to move them away from the windows and doors. But it is. I mean, to me, like it's the epitome of you know, what a retail experience and what a bricks and mortar experience can be. You could put a bunch of rare plants on a website. You could have pretty pictures, whatever. Walking into this place in Minneapolis of all places, you know, and it's like you're transported and the most um, cool, unusual, you know, uh, species of plants that like you've never seen here. And it's so focused and they're so good at this one specific and thing. And there's that many of them? So, oh my God, it's overwhelming. Kinds? It's a huge, yeah. I have pictures on my Instagram story if you want to see. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the the name change because that's a whole other story. So okay. we went from there to Umei, which you've been to. Oh, I love U-M-E-I. that. U-M-E-I. Yes, I yes. love it. I never can remember the name. Yeah, Umei. Um, so and and this is like there's this trio of stores um, that is. It, it's it really is technically the North Loop. It's not what people currently think of as yeah. the North Loop, but it's what's coming in the next five years. This that street is going to explode. It's literally north of Target Field, right. very close. That's how I think of it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you may is it's a Japanese inspired home and gift store. And wow, I hadn't been there in several months. Oh, she me, has me. added so many cool things. She has all, she has a lot more stationery than she did the last yeah. time I was there. When were you? You there? Oh, I think you've been there more yeah, well more recently. No, it, mm, oh, it's beautiful, a long time now. Beautiful. I, really need to go back I mean, it's to... a mix of like brands that the, the the owner Susan has spent a lot of time in Japan and is in has great knowledge of lines there that you don't find here, right. and so she's bringing in things that you wouldn't find elsewhere in town. But then she also has local artists that are, you know are doing beautiful treasure bowls and and ceramics and textiles things just you know and we spent the longest time there because we were talking to her and she has a story and can tell you something about every and we're like this is what this is what a retail experience and this is why be. you want to shop local it was intimate yeah. it was you know it was so fun we also went into the veronique wants gallery i'm probably butchering the name i always hesitate about it but wow um it's just been reset with kind of a summary um you know setup very spare i have a picture of it on my instagram I was just blown away. So beautiful. Concrete Pig, which is a local line, has has these beautiful chairs that they do in different materials. They're there are just beautiful space. But then Talim. She's closed for the month. Oh, she's oh She's in Perry. Yes. So that's the yes. So she'll be back. Yeah. But um, her store. Spring Finn and Company is there too. It's not open right now, but it'll be open again in, I don't know, you know, late August or September. But you may is worth a special trip. And it's not far from from you know other places yeah. that you would go um then we hit the heart of the north loop we had lunch at um tulabi you know at the at, at the hewing um which i i love in the winter because that space with yes. the wood feels so cozy and warm but wow they're doing it's restaurant week and they had like a special lunch menu with this amazing chilled um tomato avocado soup and corn Ooh, salad and just like oh. so good um went to Dinolo, which is like like bursting with their big sale, like the big clearance blowout that they do every year is next Saturday. But I bet you still managed to find something. 
And I bet my sister did too. Okay, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible just that saying. we both left with bags. But I'm also just saying they empty, were they? that a lot of things have have been marked out. There are a lot oh. of good deals right now. But a lot the big of sales. sale starts when? It's next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah, okay. that they're doing that. Um, yeah, and then we went into Park Boutique, which um, also has some some sales. It's a big crazy days weekend at a lot of boutiques. You know, 50th in France. Um, yeah. I think Wyzetta. So those kinds of all the boutique, you know, summer sales are starting but yeah it's just good reminder that like that is so a much richer experience than prime day really find some unique things and connect with actual humans and people who live in the community and like how sad if we didn't have those places to to welcome back you're listening to shop girls on my talk 1071 thanks for tuning in i'm Allie kaplan my mom harmony is here as well here's a nice little heartwarming retail tidbit from the week dayton's our dayton's Dayton's. the downtown flagship building it always will be because it is now officially on the National Register of Historic Places, which means... And I, they can't tear it down now. Right. I mean, you know, we all kind of worried that when Macy's was going out that they would sell it to somebody and tear it down. Yeah. You know, because they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice for all of us yeah. who grew up with Dayton's. Right, they can't, they can't touch the Art Deco no. bathroom. No. They can't touch um, elements of J.B. Hudson. Now, it's it's the Dayton's project developers who applied right. Right. for the designation. And the reason why they did it, because it actually makes things more complicated in terms of building. And they've been working with local and national you know, um, experts because it's very very complicated, right. you know, what you can do when you're a historic building and the approvals you need to get, you know. However. Um, but the reason why they wanted it, besides the fact that obviously the Dayton's project is designed to celebrate the the history and right. legacy of the building, it also makes them eligible for federal tax yes. breaks. Yes, and I mean, and I don't say that in a cynical way. No, but obviously I mean, they, it's a, this is a it, big undertaking right, and they can use all the help they can get. tax break, yeah. but at the same time, I think it Grants and there are other things. A lot of people yeah. happy that um, we won't lose Dayton's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, that was the news. No, uh, no big announcements on the um, tenant front. No, you know, but um, but still kind of a nice announcement. They're going to open. Um, in spring, in the spring, spring of twenty twenty. Now, now, it, no, spring of next from, year. From o- where it was originally, it was supposed to be opening in the next couple of months. Originally, it was supposed to be opening in the fall. Yeah, they've now said it's spring of um twenty twenty. Do you think I'm they- still not quite clear on what that's going to be? Other than I mean, because literally the only announcement is the Andrew Zimmern curated food hall, but with no names of anything in that food hall. Nope. But do you think maybe they know and just haven't told us? I think it I is hope. quite possible yeah. that they have some things signed up and they're waiting for that big bang. So they they're waiting for one marquee yeah. name to lead with and then a few others to right, add on. Right. I think they know that like if the first thing they were to announce is the gap, people are going to oh be like, goodness. oh my God, or forget subway? it. <laughs> you know, I think they know they yeah. need something exciting, right. which is kind of what Galleria did this week, as oh, we've been right. discussing. Um, 
um, you know, lots of ebb and flow, which is happening everywhere in retail um, at the Galleria. And I think it's made news mainly because it doesn't happen very often. The Galleria is so stable and is typically the most um, highly occupied, lowest vacancy rate of any center in town. They've had some changes in turnover. I mean, you know, Z Gallery you know, yeah, went bankrupt nationally, year, creative right. kids stuff, things like that. So we told you a couple of weeks ago that Lily Salon Spa is doubling its size and taking that Z Gallery place. Um, just on Thursday, Galleria announced a, a big get, and I'm guessing one that has the Mall of America kind of miffed, Suit Supply. Do you know Suit Supply? I did not. Did you know it? Yeah, well, I've heard really of it. did, because I mean, it's, it's obviously not common to know about this in america well i mean they they have i mean they've got a store in chicago they've got stores in bigger markets here they've got a hundred first one here first one in minnesota and so anytime you can get a hot international retailer that is nowhere else in minnesota that's what every mall wants right now they want the things that are unique it's certainly what mall of america wants. and i feel like right now you know the two places that have the best chance and it's been this way for a while it's either going to be galleria or mall of america for an international you know big retailer so suit supply like bonobos like some others you know started out as direct to consumer they now have 125 stores um europe mostly but you know some stores throughout the u.s as well it's it's louder and you know kind of and more modern if if bonobos is more about the khaki the suit supply guy isn't afraid to wear color and you know a skinnier leg it's it's modern style but they i think where they really got a lot of attention was they've been recognized in GQ and Esquire and a lot of magazines. Wall Street Journal did a blind test of suits where they were evaluating, you know, quality and style and everything. So brand names removed, right? Nobody knew what suit they were looking at. The $600 suit supply suit tied for first place with a $3,600 suit by Armani. I love it. Isn't that funny? Yes. So they got a lot of attention for that. You know, the the funny thing is we were at the gallery and came in down by Barnes & Noble and Design Within Reach. And I noticed the space where they had had artwork up before on the same side Mm. as Design Within Reach. Yeah. And it suddenly had glass and all this. And I said to my husband... I wonder if they've got a tenant uh-huh. coming in there. And indeed, that is where Suit Supply yeah. will be. It's a big space. Right it's across a 4,500 square foot yeah. space that they are taking. They'll have their full collection of ready-to-wear suits, jackets, trousers. They'll have an in-house tailor. They do evening wear for men, accessories. And, you know, Gallery has been looking for more menswear. It brings in a right. different menswear customer, certainly. You know, that will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, good get. Oh, They're I supposed to be great. opening um, in the fall. And then a couple other, and, and that space next to Design with Enrique, I was trying to think the last thing that was there. I think it was when Rocco had a salon. Oh, my goodness, you're right. Has there been anything there since No, because then? Barnes & Noble wasn't there no. when Rocco was there. Right. No, it's been it's empty. Been a while. They've, yeah. they've used it for storage, I think, as yeah. well. So then, you know this brand. I'm curious if this one excites you. Johnny was. Yeah, you know, it's funny. If I tell you where I remember it from, and I remember buying you things from that were the Johnny was label, up at Jerry's Grocery Store in Edina, 
There yeah. used to be a women's store called Lucille's. Oh, I remember. It was run by Jerry Paulson's wife. Lucille? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how'd you guess that? And it was there for a long Johnny time. Johnny was, was a brand that they carried. And that's where I really remember yeah. seeing it. And I haven't seen kind it around. Of a, how would you just, kind of a boho yeah, look. It is. is it, it? It's a little bit more pricey than you would tend to think. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, cute things. I guess I think of it kind of an anthropology look. Yeah. Um, and that's going to go where to me. Right. Has yeah. Been, right. 1600 square foot spot. So that's opening in September at the Galleria. Johnny was. And then um, a toy store that is going to try to pick up where creative kid stuff leaves yeah. off. Thanks for tuning in to Shop Girls. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Kind of a bummer on the weather front today yeah, on this to Saturday. Clear it's going to clear up. Tonight. I believe it. Um, but there are a lot of events going on. And yeah, we'll, we'll run through those. But those don't generally get canceled. So bring an umbrella, put on a raincoat, and maybe go out and support some makers that are out and about we'll uh we have the rundown mitch uh our our roving uh pop-up reporter just uh sent her list of all the places that she is still going in her rain boots so we'll run through that (laughs) but we were catching you up on on the retail news of the week and galleria with some announcements of stores opening in the fall their suit supply which was the big announcement um because it's new to minnesota and it's kind of a big you know hot growing retail any concept of retail right now that's growing is exciting right. um, i think johnny was is also new i don't think there is a johnny was no store there here, isn't is i mean it's funny because it's a brand that's been yeah. around for like 30 years yeah. but there's but never been a johnny was store right um it'll be interesting to dig into that a little bit and find out why now and why maybe it's just a change in strategy for them i don't know we'll we'll get into that um when they open in the fall but then the third one that galleria announced this week is a toy store called legacy toys yeah they're based in ely did it's not a, know about them. it's a minnesota company and they are going to try to succeed where creative kids stuff couldn't it's kind yeah, of it'll I be really yeah um so i they are actually opening stores at ridgedale and at the galleria um in the next few months and they what they 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 sell you know, some of the same brands that Creative Kids stuff did. They talk a lot about some of the same things that Creative Kids right. stuff did in terms of imaginative play. Right. And, and, al- and also the idea, which I think Creative Kids stuff did a really good job of, too, of making sure their employees really know all the toys and, you know, all the information so they can be of help when you're right. selecting things. The the difference or what they, they say and will I guess will be the judges when they open at Ridgedale and at the Galleria is um, they say that they create a really exciting environment where it's you know it's very interactive. Now I mean Creative Kids stuff tried to do some of those things too. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they are more effective in doing that. It's it's a relatively new company. Legacy started in Ely in 2012. Yeah. So that's um, they have stores so in Duluth and in Fargo. And this is kind of their first foray. So it's privately in, owned, isn't it? I, it that is. A, yeah. Is it a husband and wife? Yes, yeah. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I hope they um, can do it. So they are they're call Galleria is calling it a 
pop up. I mean, it's they they've signed a, a shorter term lease yeah. than than some, um, but they're going to test the waters. And you know, I I think as a, it'll be nice to. I mean, that is a category that. You kind, I mean, especially at a mall of any oh, you size, need that. you want yeah. to have that. I would think so. To, to pick up I, gifts. I mean, and- I think that Barnes & Noble at Galleria right now, you know, they started out with this new concept when they built that new store of just having Legos. They weren't going to carry all the toys that they used to have. And they certainly don't have the selection they used to, but little by little, they have gotten more. Yeah. And I think maybe partly that was to pick up the slack and figured, you know, if there's no toy store there. Right, right. So um, if you remember when the kitty, when the Creative Kid Stuff news broke, we talked to Amy Saldana from Kitty Wampus. Right. And and we'll have to check back in with her soon. I mean, she's just so smart and wise and, and you know, has such a good pulse on the industry and is, I don't know anyone more passionate about toys or gets more excited but um but just to find out because she was really working on trying to kind of create an association or a community among those local toy retailers that Um, are left yeah i don't know if she has a relationship with legacy toys but you know in town there's mischief toy in saint paul which has done a really good job um of staying relevant um there is uh what's the other one oh hub hobby in Richfield, you know, each one has, oh, right. you know, Kitty Wampus is in Hopkins. Um, there's Kramers, Kramers, Kramers in Albertville. So, I mean, there are a handful a of few. them here and there. And and I think what you see is that each one really has a niche. One of the things that um, the owners of Mischief, the husband and wife team, which you might remember from Peapods, which right. they had yes. for years. And now they opened Mischief as their kids got a little older. And it really is aimed more at gaming and at teens and tweens and those years where they aren't playing with a lot of stuff yeah. and like what can you do to engage them but what they were saying is it's easier probably to make it with one it's when you start to scale and this is what creative kids stuff had said Too many that the problem was it just gets so expensive to have six locations sure. eight locations and the amount of merchandise and the amount of staff and all that um so it's interesting to see that this legacy toys is kind of doing the same thing where they've got the couple of stores now they're opening two more i don't know we will well, see i hope that it works but i yeah i hope it's uh i hope it's a hit and it'll be nice to have them um at the uh at the galleria absolutely and at ridgedale um, so that's, um, I think that's what I have in the way of, uh, local scoop. I have okay. a couple other things that I don't think I can say yet, but we'll have more stuff oh, next week. Oh, you're yeah. teasing us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, did you want to talk about, um, the whole Madre thing? Oh, right. Yes. yes. That's the other story. That's what Thank I'm here you. for to remind you what you're Thank supposed you. to be talking this about. This was an interesting story that um, one of the reporters um, at Twin Cities Business just kind of realized. So Madre, which we've told you about, um, you know, was this, like we said earlier in the show, this little teeny cactus shop that opened and literally sold out of everything it had Mm. in the first like week had to close, you know, regroup because it was just so popular. Cacti are very trendy. The, I guess. You know, the hipsters they don't take love a lot the cacti. That's right. That, yeah. Yes. Um, so they expanded, opened, the, you know, moved to this new location, expanded, big deal, got another wave of publicity. Um, you know, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine did a story about it. Beautiful. Because, I mean, it's just beautiful pictures, everything else. And then all of a sudden, like four weeks after they opened, 
they changed their name. They changed their name all of a sudden on their Instagram. Instead of being Madre Cacti, it said Shop Mother. And we were oh. like, what? That that was that's the new Instagram handle. Oh, that's it. Oh, their because website the- changed. Everything changed to mother instead, instead of Madre. So my intrepid reporter, Tess Allen, made a call and was like, Hey, why'd you just change your name? <laughs> like you're just growing. You're, you're just expanded. Yourself, like, what right. are you doing? Well, it turns out that a blogger accused Madre and its owner, Eric Hamlin, of cultural appropriation, something that I feel like we're hearing more about. Andrew Zimmern faced, you know, yeah, this kind Lucky of accusation Cricket. with Lucky mm-hmm. Cricket. And what the blogger said was it is wrong of a white guy in Minnesota to be using a Spanish name for his company. When and that would not have dawned on me either. Now Obviously, we are not Hispanic. Right. We are not, you know, but I felt like, wow. I mean, is that where we're at? That like literally you are not allowed to use a word in another language? You know, I mean, it's not like he was saying anything. It was just a name. And as he explained... It was a name that he chose because he was paying most, homage to right, right because obviously he the the cacti aren't grown in Minnesota not so much most no. of the product that he is selling is from the southwest is is from towns that are you know have hispanic roots that are you know towns that have spanish names um he he just thought that it fit with the whole vibe and feel and the southwestern right you know, and I, I loved in her story she said that he asked um many of his first and second generation hispanic and latino friends for their thoughts about using yeah the spanish word and yeah. they all gave him the green light yeah so but what what's interesting is so this blogger makes mm-hmm. it and it's a blogger that has you know a, a smaller audience than madre cacti had right. but eric the owner in within four days he had changed the name yeah changed his branding changed his website ordered new bags i mean you know and wow. i was like wow wow you know his his feeling was you know what if there's even one person that has a question i'd rather just nip it in the bud Isn't that that's great? not yeah. what i'm trying to do right but it did make us wonder like well gosh i mean is that right like is that where we're at in business and and was that the appropriate response and is that you know is that kind of the the time that we're living in and so um tess from twin cities business took the question to um experts in branding and a professor at the university of st thomas at the opus college of business Did they agree no i mean so the professor um mike porter who is a very knowledgeable guy who um does work in um crisis communications and you know some of these kinds of areas and has looked at cultural appropriation he said no, he said he thinks that they they that this blogger was pointing his finger at the wrong business. He said, you know, this is just one person who's running a business who happened to pick this name because it felt more Southwest than Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. The Cacti Company is not trying to say that they're Latino. It doesn't say Madre, authentic Mexican cacti, he said. Yeah. It's just Madre is a word. It happens to be a Spanish word, but it's just a word. Which part of Latin culture is he appropriating? So that was this professor's take. Then we talked to um, a branding pro um, who is Latino. And he 
you know, kind of said he didn't think it was the he didn't think it was like imperative that the name change. But he understood he understood that some people could interpret this as cultural appropriation and that it probably was the the right decision. I don't know. What do you what do you guys think? It's six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you have an, an opinion, it's interesting. Definitely. You know, is it something is it a conversation that would have come up, you know, a decade ago? No, I don't know. I don't I don't know. So. Um but uh but you know the um the oh wait I'm just looking for his name the um the the yeah, the R- Rico Vallejos, Vallejos, who yeah. is um, he's the creative director of a, a local um, marketing agency called Rico Latino. And what he was saying is beyond the name, um, you know, he thinks that it's just really important that a business like Madre, now mother, um, is, you know, what are they doing to be part of the community? Yeah, what are they, they, you know, are they are the products fair trade? Are they, you know, are they reaching out and. And, and That's indeed, more important. Eric Hamlin, the store owner, he is doing those things. I mean, yeah. he is is working with nonprofits. He's actually brought in lower some lower price products to make sure that it's accessible. He also to, gives away free plant cuttings yep. every Wednesday. Yep, yep, yep. And, and he's working with, um, you know, the North Side Economic I mean, Opportunity Network. I give and, you him know, trying credit, to do everything right. right. Yep. I give him credit because, you know, rather than offend even one person. Yeah. You know, he wants to fit into the community and yeah. do the right we'll thing. We'll take, um, Eddie has a comment that we'll take really quick before we go to break. Hi, Eddie. Are you there? Is it Edie or Eddie? Eddie. Okay. What's your comment? Well, um, I'm a major far lefty, and I think the cultural appropriation movement has gotten crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you are able to respect an other cultures certainly um but to be able to respond to one blogger one offended person uh in this world where one opinion can certainly spread very quickly Mm -hmm. due to social media i think was a poor choice when you are a type of person who is respectful and whatnot you do have to draw the line uh someplace and it's really unfortunate that every time somebody opens their mouth now they have offended somebody and right. again let me be clear i'm a lefty and this is what i'm starting to believe <laughs> yeah yeah okay. no thanks for that comment Thank Eddie. You. yeah Thank i mean you. definitely a, a divisive issue um we we had talked to aaron keller from capsule who writes a column for twin cities business and he was saying that generally when someone uses a, a name or a word they're not looking to diminish or insult the culture they're looking to pay homage right. to it right. so Anyway, yeah, it's an interesting it's, conversation. It's a it's a good read, um, something to talk about with your friends. It's at tcbmag.com. We'll put a link to it on the Shop Girls page at mytalk1071.com. Good timing. You're listening to Shop Girls, and it's that time in the show where we take a look at a trend from every angle. We pick it apart, and we say, whose look is it anyway? Give me she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, mom, we 
where do we out. begin? Do we begin with the men? I I think we have to. Okay. Well, uh, we've I, certainly discussed the plunging neckline for women. Yeah, forget the women. The men <laughs> are plunging more. They're plunging. They're wearing going out tops okay. at night. Are they? Are they? Well, they were <laughs> on the spring 2020 runway. Um, if that gets translated, I guess we're going to find out. But what has been reported is that the collections for men were overwhelmingly sensual and elegant and somewhat feminine. And while the women are kind of suiting up, Mm -hmm. um, the men are stripping down. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were wearing um, unbuttoned tops, droopy tank tops, open shirts, um, there are pictures, and hopefully we can post this. There is a long top that is a one-shoulder asymmetrical with just one little nip exposed, I guess is what we would have to say. And then not, there was Not a, office appropriate. No. No. Well, I guess it depends on your office. Yeah. Um, there was another shirt with a deep plunging the neck so you know the question sort of was what makes a good going out top (laughs) and first of all how many men are using the term going out top that's a good question too yeah well no men that i know Uh um but they were the experts were saying it doesn't have to be sexy or fancy or even involve spaghetti straps these days but it does have to give off a certain flirty confident energy it's different from a daytime top because it takes more risks. It's alive. It's fun. Oh, my God. Yes. So, and they were all showing it. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I do not know a lot of men that will be wearing these, but I am ah. sure there will be some. Well, it's good. You've been warned. You've yeah. been warned that it's coming. If your husband it shows is, up in one of these, oh my it's God. all over. Yeah. Okay. And he would do it just to taunt oh. me. Probably. Yeah. Well, you know, look, there's only, not, told there's only so wear. many <laughs> options for men. So I guess here's something new. Okay. The plunging male neckline. So what do you think, like when the weather is like it was yesterday, you know, 100 billion degrees, what do you think about wearing a, just a real flirty little sundress and heavy boots? I, um, I have a little trouble with this. I mean, I, it is a look that I admire it is a look that i will see in photos and i will see on tall girls and i will think that looks cute and then when i put it on myself i think no it maybe looks cute when gigi hadid well if you have super super long legs chrissy teigen was wearing this really cute little spaghetti strap you know midi sundress and a hat little you know summer hat Mm -hmm. straw hat and slouchy boots Heavy brown slouchy boots. Um, Gigi Hadid was out in the 90 degree New York weather wearing shiny brown boots with a silky Michael Kors slip dress. Yeah. I mean, I guess part it's of the question the is why do you why do you want? I mean, like for I mean, it's one thing if you're just going for a photo op or something, but I well, mean, but that's what we are. have so many months to wear the boots. Yeah, like let's do. just put on a flip flop. Let's put on a sandal. I'm going for that. Yeah, yeah. But this seems to be what you know all the all the models and the stars that are being photographed. This seems to be the look. Yeah, and then they probably the get boots, home and they say the cameras the off. Quick, get those boots off. Yeah. 
it's specific it works i think it's one of those things that it's just you got to know if it works for you or if it just kind of cuts you off and it isn't the most the one who thing. had the right look was um i can never pronounce her name right arena shake is that how you say her name you know, bradley cooper's ex ex yeah who seems but, to be getting more headlines now absolutely, that she's, she's a part out, well she's out you know out and about in the mom world but she looks absolutely fabulous yeah she you know the um whole tie-dye trend she was wearing the crop tie-dye t-shirt in a bright print and with white cut-off shorts not too short mm-hmm. just the right length and chunky neon bright sneakers that went with it and of course she's pushing her little daughter in the stroller mm-hmm. but i mean she looked good i wouldn't pull that off well, but if you're Irina, you can look good exactly so there there it is that's okay. really the takeaway look like a supermodel and you can wear any of the absolutely yeah. okay good well when we get back we'll try to find some trends that'll work for the rest of us and take your questions so get